you're listening to the C to Z of movies. My name's Colin. I am the C. With me, as ever, is uh, Zijan, who is the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hey, Colin. It's absolutely roasting in my room right now. Is it? Yeah, it's, oh, it's awful. Summer's here. It's and... all right over here. It's a little bit a little bit cloudy. I, I had a barbecue over the weekend. So did I. It was raining over the weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my, my barbecue was a, it was a great success. Well, I had a barbecue at church and... Uh, so I didn't actually do any barbecuing, but I did some eating. It's pretty great. That's the best part about barbecues, right? Just eating what other people cook. I don't know. The, 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 I enjoy the kind of the manly stoking the flames. <laughs> you know? makes makes me feel like a real man this season. Yeah, well, good for you. You need that. So uh, they, I know. I know. Thank you. Um, I, know, <laughs> I know we're not a, not a TV podcast, Asian. But how do you feel about yet again another Doctor Who who's not Asian? Are you okay with that? Yeah, I'll live. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure all the Asians who don't watch Doctor Who will live as well. Like pretty much all of them. So not being over there. No, the only British television we get is, um, well, it used to be Mr. Bean, but now there's oh, yeah. Sherlock, and everyone loves Benedict Cumberbatch. But no one watches Doctor Who. No. No. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> the official comment from uh, from Asia. Yeah, is uh, <laughs> <laughs> that sound that I made? <laughs> Fair enough. Well, thank you for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, today uh, we are talking about Spider-Man: Homecoming, the uh, the latest in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, also the latest in the Sony Cinematic Universe, I guess. Yeah, if, that, well. if that's a thing. Uh, we're also talking a bit about the films of Emma Thompson. We have a Planet of the Apes quiz and <gasps> much, much more. more. There you go, but we start as always with some news. Uh, Zijan, hit me. Yes, so it was the Disney D23 Expo last weekend. It was. Yep, held in California. And um, I know there were a lot of news surrounding um, the Avengers Infinity War, but my favorite bit of news is okay. nothing to do with Avengers, but it's to do with The Incredibles 2. Uh, okay. Yes. So um, we know The Incredibles 2 is coming out and Brad Bird, who was the director of the first Incredibles, uh, has said um, in the conference there will future an expanded universe, a new house for the family, new allies and a fresh new supervillain, so nothing much with that. But this time it will be focusing on Helen, Helen. aka uh, Elastigirl. Is that the, the mother? The mom, yeah. Who is now okay. the center of the superhero action, while ah. Bob will be at home on dad duty with Jack Jack. You see, as soon as Wonder Woman comes out, it's all female-led superheroes all the way, isn't it? Oh, a... I think it's a good thing, though. So, uh, Holly Hunter, isn't it? Yeah, Helen Hunter. Helen Hunt. Holly. Holly. Did you just say Holly Hunter? Helen Hunt. I, I think it's Holly Hunter. Is it? Helen Hunter is a different, is a different actress. I know. Well, it's one of them. I need to go check well, who this knows? out. <laughs> um, if, well, if anyone, if any of our listeners know of a, a reliable film podcast that can uh, clear up <laughs> issues like this, yeah, let, let, us, let us know. know. Direct us to that. Um, I'm pretty sure it's Holly Hunter. I'm pretty sure it's Helen Hunt. <laughs> if only, if only there were a way to find out. <laughs> yeah, what, what are we supposed to do now with a laptop in front of us and nowhere to find dun, 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 out? <laughs> anyway, this new movie will starring Helen Hunt. <laughs> I was correct. Uh, no, you're not. I, I, it's Holly Hunter. What? But I'm just wondering whether you're suggesting that maybe Holly Hunter's been swapped out. No, gone. Helen Hunter's coming to replace her. Um, no wonder I confused uh, both of them. I have IMDb in front of me. Definitely Holly Hunter. All these alliterative names. Yes, it's their fault really, isn't it? Uh, it's getting the best of us. Well, let's let's be clear. I was right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You're in with me, Colin. Why, where's this solidarity we're talking about? <laughs> I look forward to next week's Things Zijan Got Wrong segment. It's going to be a repeat of this. I'll just play this, play this clip again. <laughs> Okay. Uh, yeah, The Incredibles is a great film, isn't it? It's, it's probably, it could be my favourite Pixar film. Yeah, it's, up it's, there, certainly. it's um, definitely up there. It's one of my favourite Pixar films. And it's a shame that it took such a long time to do it, whereas now they have cast three. But, well, I'm hoping for a good film. It's supposed to be set straight away after the first film. Okay. So no time lapse whatsoever. But apparently they need to change the voice of Dash because I bet he's grown up by now. So you're going to say he's gone to prison or something? That's uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Yeah, yeah that's, that's probably fair. It's like it's like in the film Babe where they had to use like 15 pigs. Eventually you have to move on to the next one. It's not much like that. Um, no. So I, I saw some of the stuff on D23. Yes. There, there wasn't that much news really that I could 
it was kind of it was all, all announced with great excitement and fanfare but either it's stuff that we already knew or mm-hmm. it's stuff that we can't actually see so it's like there's a new avengers infinity war like well, not a trailer but kind of a clip package yeah but we're not not allowed to see it so nope, uh, but i've heard i've read some descriptions of it so at some point thor bangs on the window of the uh gardens of the galaxy uh, spaceship so that's yeah they found his body fine. floating into space yeah. so i guess we kind of know what the end of thor 3 ragnarok will be like i guess it'll still be in space yeah mm. yeah what i find weird is that they, they put they get the entire cast well not the entire cast, almost all the cast of uh infinity war was up there on stage robert downey jr says a few words you get a bit from uh, Josh Brolin, but most of them are just standing there waving. Yep. And then they watch they watch the trailer, and then they go again. It's like, did they fly across the country for this? Is it just to stand and wave for a bit? At least do a panel or something. Do some interviewing. I don't get it. They get paid for that, Colin. They get paid lots of money for that. They probably do. Um, in fact, Mark Ruffalo took some time on the, on the red carpet to say there'll never be a Hulk movie. Um, I don't know Which whether is, that's a good thing or a bad thing. I mean, there have really been two standalone Hulk films, haven't there? With two different have. Yeah, yeah. Hulks all together, so... I can uh, see what... what they, I'm not sure how many really, other than maybe uh, your um, kind of origin movies, I'm not sure how many of the Marvel films are really going to be standalone. Like the Thor 3 isn't really a standalone Thor film, is it? it's, it's a Thor-Hulk film. And in, Doctor Strange will be there as well, I imagine? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And uh, like Captain America... Civil War obviously wasn't a standalone because everyone was in it. Even Captain America 2 was kind of a Captain America Black Widow film. Yes. And Nick Fury. And Falcon. So, and Falcon, yeah. So uh, I think, yeah, he's, I don't think you do want to do a Hulk film by himself, but I can't sound like a Hulk Black Widow film or something like that. I'd, I'd watch that. Mm. But uh, Universal own the rights and they're not playing ball. So uh, Clearly, clearly. Well, go. I know you say there's not much uh, in terms of superhero news at D23, but... Did, did you find someone didn't? <laughs> well, no, but I've got more Pixar news from D23. Okay. Yeah, I know. You know I love my Pixar, so... You do love your Pixar. Yes. So, uh, apart from all the sequels that are in the works, so there's Toy Story 4 and The Incredibles 2. Yes. Uh, John Lasseter, he, he announced a brand new original project from uh, Pixar, uh, which is now, which is yet untitled, but it's set in a suburban fantasy world. Okay. And basically, the background was that um, it was talking about two teenage elf brothers. Um, elf. Elf brothers, yeah. Okay. This is a fantasy suburban world. Yeah, I'm with you. His their father died when they were too young to remember him, so they are trying to use what little magic remains in the world to, in their words embark on a quest that will allow them a chance to spend one last magical day with their father. Okay. Yeah. And even saying that, it makes me well up in tears. Wow. It's Pixar. They're going to make it sad. And I'm going to cry in their films again. You need to show some uh, elf control. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Colin. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Okay, that's... Yeah, fine. Pixar didn't tend to... Oh, do, they, do they do magical stuff? I mean, obviously you've got cars all talking to each other, so maybe, I guess they must do. Mm. But, Brave, okay. I guess. I've not seen Brave. Is that Pixar? Yes. I thought it was Disney. It was all the same. It thing. was Disney slash Pixar. I guess they, yeah, of course, Disney owns everything. Mm-hmm. I forget. They also own Star Wars. There wasn't. There was a, a new Star Wars behind the scenes uh, clip or trailer type. Well, not really a trailer. Video uh, showing behind the scenes of the Last Jedi. All looks very exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, moving away from D23, I have some other news. Um, right. There's going to be a sequel to Mamma Mia. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, I saw that piece of news. <laughs> but then I clearly didn't write it down because I didn't think it was noteworthy. But... <laughs> I mean, I've never seen Mamma Mia. But uh, I, I put it down partly because I think the title of the sequel is great. Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. That's a great <laughs> title. They've done well there. Yeah, I don't know where they came out with that from. That's top work. Yeah, I know. Um, there was some casting news, but I've forgotten what it was. But I've, I've, surely they've run the mill with all the ABBA songs. Uh, well, ABBA made a lot of songs. I, I imagine they'll sing some of them again. But uh, they must. I, I don't know how many they sang in the, in the first one, but there's a lot, a lot out there. The popular ones were sung in the first one. Yeah. I mean, any song you can name from ABBA, they're probably in the first one. Did they do "Thank You for the Music"? Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> I win. Fantastic. Um, but apparently everyone's back. Colin Firth, 
Pierce Brosnan, was it Stellan Starsgard? Yep. They're all back. Uh, I'm not quite sure why, because I'm, I'm pretty sure that the uh, the first time they were just to find out who the father was. I'm not sure why they'd get us a drawback, but there must be a good reason. I'm yeah, sure. they, they, they like Greece. Yes. It's a nice place to be, I'm sure. I've never, I've never been. Um, there you go. That's, that's, that's my mum and me news. Did, did you have any more news? Or? Uh, yeah, I do have quite a few, actually. It's been quite a busy, busy, busy two weeks, yeah. So uh, I think it's quite clear that Avengers 4 will end the 22-movie Marvel arc. Okay. Yeah, and uh, Spider-Man will usher us into the aftermath and how we proceed from there. I don't know. <laughs> I actually wrote Peter Pan instead of Peter Parker. Peter Pan? <laughs> well, they really are. There's a Disney, uh, <laughs> Disney collaboration. Yeah, I know. But Peter Parker, yeah. That's the one. And is, this, is, this, is this news or is just your, your rampant speculation? No, this is not my rampant speculation. It's Peter Parker, not Peter Pan. Uh, no, I mean, I, I know who's Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> no, so this is confirmed by Kevin Feige. Uh, oh, yeah. And Spider-Man has a five-movie storyline anyway in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Does that include the two he's already been in? Yes. And there's going okay. to be a sequel for um, Spider-Man Homecoming. And then there'll be yes. the two Infinity War films, I guess. Okay. Mm-hmm. I hear that um, Nick Fury is going to be in Captain Marvel. Apparently they've confirmed that. Yep, yep. Yeah. I imagine, although I imagine he'll be in Infinity War, surely. He's got to roll off. He's, he's doing all right for himself, Samuel L. Jackson, isn't Where he? Where was he last in the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Uh, not since Age of Ultron. Oh, wow. So he's missed a few. Yeah, he hasn't been telling all the new Avengers that you're in the Avengers again. Yeah, well, apparently uh, in the original treatment for Spider-Man Homecoming, he was going to be doing the uh, the Iron Man type role of, of guiding Peter Parker. Mm. But uh, but they went a different direction. Um, what else you got? Uh, more, more superhero news. This is insane. Keep, keep it so uh, Fox has added dates for six more Marvel films. Oh, yes. Yeah. Are we finally getting the Fantastic Four too? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> so there are three films set for release in 2018. Okay. So that will be X-Men New Mutants, which uh, has started filming recently. Yeah. It's going to be Deadpool 2 and X-Men Dark Phoenix. So didn't, gonna, you do this, didn't you do this news last time? Did I? Maybe. So, But there are going to be two more dates in 2019. <laughs> it's still true. <laughs> it's still true. Two dates in 2019, three dates oh, yeah. in 2020, and one in 2021. So, all, all for their Marvel films. Yeah. In, it's insane, wow. right? So, gotta bring, they've got to bring Fantastic Four back. They'll lose the rights soon, won't they? Yeah, that's probably in their works. Um, there's going to be Deadpool 3, I imagine, as well. I'm sure there will, yes. And probably um, as many iterations of the X-Men as possible. Yeah, milk it till it's uh, <laughs> it's dry. Oh, boy. I would watch a, I'd watch a Fantastic Four sequel with that cast. I've said it before. But, but with a cast. different director? Yeah, I mean, they'll never bring Josh Trank back. But... Uh, yeah, I didn't do a story this time. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be an origin again, would it? But uh, yeah, yeah, With better hair. Yes, more consistent hair. That's <laughs> what I'd like to see. Um, you might remember Zijan last week or last uh, fortnight rather. Um, I broke the exciting news that there was a film about the game of tag. What exciting news do you have for me this time, Colin? I have exciting... I, I feel like there's this sense of dread every single time you say <laughs> there's a new exciting piece of news <laughs> for me. I have, a, I have a follow-up to my tag story. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> it's a follow-up. <laughs> it's a, it's a two-episode piece of news, this is. Jeremy Renner has broken both his arms on the set of tag. <laughs> I... I find this very amusing. I'm sorry, Jeremy. Um, how how is he supposed to tag someone without? Well, exactly. How how high octane is this film? <laughs> he's he's done action films. He's he's been done war films. He's played a superhero in in like three films, four films, and he breaks both his arms playing tag. I'm 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 now looking forward to this film. I think it's gonna be Are fun. you really? Well, no, but I. <laughs> Imagine the excitement! It's not not your not your grandpappy's game of tag. This oh, is uh, clearly. This is exciting, exciting stuff. So there why, you go. why is Jeremy Renner doing this kind of films anyway? He did seem a bit out of place in the cast list, I must admit. But uh, I guess because they're paying him. I guess they're, because they're not doing a Hawkeye film. No, no, nothing like that. He keeps retiring, doesn't he? Uh, you see, he's like Daniel Day Lewis. No, I mean Hawkeye. Oh. The character keeps retiring. Oh yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. He's a very good actor, Jeremy Runner. I do like him. 
Mm. Got a couple of Oscar nominations under his belt. For the Hurt Locker, I think. And uh, The Town. I've not seen The Town. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> okay, um, the last bit of news on my list. Oh, yeah. Uh, Disney-related. And yes. they are to do with the live-action films that they're making. Oh, yes. Yes. So, yeah, I think it was today you, that they... The ones that you keep dragging me to. Yes. Which, which as our audience approved um, as well. I'm sure they do. Our audience I'm clearly sure. approve of us reviewing our live-action Disney I'm, films. I'm sure our listeners find it very amusing. More than Tom Cruise-led films. I'll have you know that The Mummy is no longer our least popular episode ever. <laughs> it I, is still... Wait, have you been pressing the play button? <laughs> I've just been revisiting over and over. It might be. People people did not like or did not care to listen to anything about The Mummy. It's very sad. No. But anyway, back to casting Anyway, news. yes. So they announced today the cast for um, Aladdin. Did they? Yeah, yeah. So or, yeah, so Aladdin will be pay- played by Mina Masood. He's an Egyptian actor. Okay. Uh, Jasmine will be played by Naomi Scott. Do I know Naomi Scott? That, that name rings a bell. She was one of the Bond girls, wasn't she? Oh, my mistaken. I feel like she might be in Power Rangers or something. Yeah, maybe you should have done more research on this. Well, I clearly I visited her uh, her IMDb page before because it's coming up. Uh, over. She was in Power Rangers. Nailed ah, it. There you go. And Will Smith is playing the genie. Yeah, there you go. Well done, Will. Uh, uh, Guy Ritchie is directing. But I may have mentioned that already before. Yeah, hmm. I, yeah, I probably wasn't listening. Um, that's very interesting. Yep. Guy Ritchie. I reckon uh, it's about time we had another good film from him. Yep. And they've also added to the cast of The Lion King as well, just so you know. So John oh, yeah. Oliver is joining Lion King. I heard that, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. he's voicing Zazu. Who's Zazu? Uh, the Hornbill. Was that Rowan Atkinson in the, in the... Yes, you're right. Absolutely right. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I can see that. He's in many ways the new Rowan Atkinson. <laughs> Yeah, in, in many ways. You're, you're absolutely right in that. So, joining yeah. the likes of uh, Seth Rogen, James O. Jones, Donald Glover. It's all going on. Uh, fine, I have um, some more cartoon news about animals. Apparently, James Corden will be playing uh, Peter Rabbit in the Peter Rabbit film. Or be voicing him, at least. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's... I don't know who the studio is, but it's not Disney. Yeah, well, think. James Corden has a pretty distinct voice, I think. Mm, as we, as you'll find out in the Emoji movie, if you ever watch that. Um, <laughs> no. And uh, apparently the Queen biopic is back on. There's, there's been a talk of a Queen biopic for some years. This is about the current Queen, right? No, no, no. Uh, the band Queen. Um, oh. So it's a Freddie Mercury and all that. Ah. So, so there's going to be a Freddie Mercury biopic with uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, and he dropped out. Um, but now apparently... Queen have announced it's back on. Brian Singer will be uh, directing, I think, or at least maybe producing, but he'll be involved. Who do you think will make a good Freddie Mercury? Uh, well, they've cast uh, the chappy who plays the lead in Mr. Robot, um, which I've never seen. Uh, I think Sasha Baron Cohen was a good choice, actually, but yeah, he, uh, I agree. he dropped out. So There you go. That's all the news I have. There's a lot of news, to be fair. So much news. So much news. And no one's even invited us to D23. Um, <laughs> I think um, we could pay ourselves to get there. Yeah. <laughs> Not if they hear about your uh, Holly Hunter slur. <laughs> we'll never get him. Uh, let's move on to our, our, our recurring segment to C or Not to Z. This is why I pause for you to correct me. Oh, to C or Not of. Oh. No, <laughs> I was going to say I didn't watch any films, <laughs> any other films in the past two weeks, Colin. So it's going to be more you. The only thing I've seen in the past two weeks was Designated Survivor on Netflix. Was that good? Yeah, it's very good. Uh, <laughs> in fear of turning this into a TV uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, podcast as well, but it's it got me hooked. And uh, Kiefer Sutherland is brilliant uh, as the president of the United States. He's he's amazing. He has this okay. quiet charisma to him, and I would recommend it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, you're not the only person who recommended it to me. It's on my, it's on my uh, watch list. Yeah. Um, so I finished I'm, the entire season of 21 oh, episodes. Good, oh, good work. Yeah. Um, I have been watching Netflix as well. I watched The Circle, which is... Uh, that's the one with Emma Watson. That's right, based on David's book. Um, it's 
basically about Apple, but they've called it something else to get out of, I don't know, being sued. Uh, but yeah, Emma Watson plays this girl who, who goes to work for The Circle, and it's this big um, technology company uh, run by Tom Hanks. She she meets John Boyega there. Uh, it's got the guy from Boyhood as well. Uh, it, it got pretty bad reviews. I think it got a cinematic release, but, um, but it was a Netflix film, but it, it got pretty bad reviews when it came out. And I don't entirely disagree, to be honest. I'd say you can probably give it a mess. It's got some interesting ideas. So it's basically how this technology company is taking over the world because everyone has to be online all the time and has to use their products and stuff. But um, I'm told the book is really good. I've got the book, but I've not read it yet. But um, the film is very unsubtle. I think it's kind of it's okay. obvious from the first, as soon as you see it, that this company is going to be evil. Whereas I think the book is a bit more... Bit more subtle about that. Okay. Um, and yeah, just not very satisfying to be honest. You didn't. So I, I shouldn't watch it then. I think you can avoid it. It's it's got a good cast. It's got a pretty big budget. Yeah. And Karen Gillan's in it as well. Um. So yeah, it's not. I mean, it's not awful, but it kind of it's not. Yeah, not very satisfying. I think it explores some some interesting ideas, but not very well. So yeah, I'd say a not to Z on that one. Mm. There you go. Okay. Um. We move to our favourite web slinger. Spider-Man. Does whatever a spider can. He certainly does. Um, and much, much other, more. Uh, other than produce webs, which... Uh, I like the organic web shooters. I thought that was good. Anyway, uh, we'll do what we normally do, which is... Uh, Non-spoiler uh, review. Correct. Before we spoil it all. By announcing uh, it very loudly. Yes, and putting it in the timestamp and, and then all sorts. Um, so, what do you think? Um. So I think I share a very unpopular opinion. Okay. Yeah, I know it's gotten very very good reviews. Yeah. I think I was very underwhelmed by the film. You see, you know, last time I, I kind of joked about how we'd be disagreeing this time. Yes. Just to, I was really hoping we'd be able to disagree because I can't, but I kind of feel the same. I was thinking CJ would have loved this. I I didn't love it. This will make for great content. <laughs> <laughs> oh well <laughs> that's why we have a podcast together Colin we share the same taste in films yeah, would it, apart from Tom Cruise yeah, um, apart, it, yeah it apart from Tom Cruise and Pixar <laughs> Pixar it would appear so okay so um, I didn't hate it I, I thought it was good fun if people asked me if I enjoyed it I did but uh, yeah it, it was I think very meh it did, didn't really, really rise to the, the heights that I was I was hoping so um, just to explain so, so we, I, I think everyone knows who Spider-Man is um, but this film is in the MCU so it's kind of off the back of Civil War where he made a basically a cameo appearance uh, it, it doesn't go through the origin story again but yep. we do kind of see him uh, learning as, as he's going he teams up with Iron Man quite a lot mm-hmm. uh, the baddie is the vulture and we can cover the rest in spoilers I guess yep. um, so my, my main main problem with, I think, with this is uh, is it the is, l- lack of love interest? Exactly right, Zijan. Exactly <laughs> right. How did you know? And you know what, Colin? Yeah. I actually agree with you <sighs> in this on this point. Long-term listeners will know that I always enjoy a romantic subplot. Yes, um, definitely. I think it's because from reading the comics so much, Peter Parker is not only defined, he's very well defined by his relationships, either with Gwen Stacy or with Mary Jane, yeah, it feels something. Something feels lacking. When yeah, that's not there. So we should be clear for anyone who's screaming at their whatever people listen to podcasts on apps and what have you. Um, there is a love interest. It's Liz, who I believe is supposed to be Liz Allen, is it? But it's, it's Liz. Uh, so it's it's there. It's just I, I didn't for one second care about her or them mm. together. I was, I just wasn't interested. Whereas I think, yeah, as you say, kind of MJ and, and Gwen Stacy, both in the comics and and all all the films previously, that was kind of the heart of the films. And they're both very iconic characters as well. I mean, if you look at all the love interests of superheroes along, yeah, uh, along the way. I mean, Mary Jane Watson and Gwen Stacy are, are up there. Yeah, especially it's them and Lois Lane, and that's uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I mean, so the opening line of the first Spider-Man film. Well, the first Tobey Maguire one was something like um, uh, this story like any story worth telling is all about a girl and, and that's kind of way your kind of entry point to that film um, we're going to talk more about the original Spider-Man trilogy uh, next time so let's not go too much into that mm-hmm. but yeah that, that that was 
there was nothing kind of the, the acting was fine but yeah I just didn't Liz Liz didn't play that big a part did she and uh, no I just yeah. didn't feel interested in this film whatsoever I don't feel invested in it whatsoever and it felt okay. like you know Marvel could do without this film and I would still be okay with it okay because mm. Spider-Man is by far the biggest superhero in terms of kind of merchandise and stuff uh, that's true around the world so I, I'm sure I'm, although I think Sony actually get does Sony get the merchandise no maybe more I don't know one of the studios is going to be very happy with that and yeah so I, I was kind of judging it against previous Spider-Man films I was judging it against all the comic book films released this year. Okay. And where did it rank? I just... I mean, Logan was so good. Wonder yeah, Woman yeah. was great. And yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 2... You know you know what you're getting in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. It was funny yeah. and it served its purpose. You know, there was emotional points in that. Yeah. You know, in Spider-Man, I just... It just didn't reach any of those. So I... I so maybe I, so having thought that I would uh, like it less than you, maybe I, I think I maybe liked it a bit more. But because I think there, there were certainly bright points, I love it. I, I enjoyed it. There were t- well, maybe a few times where I was a bit bored, but uh, but by and large I enjoyed it. And so I think Tom Holland was very was very uh, good. He, I agree. It's, it's it's a nice change to have Spider Man actually being high school age nearly. Yeah, <laughs> almost there, and he has the physicality to play Spider Man as well. Though he's not like just yeah. one buff guy. He actually. You know, he's lean, he's muscly in the lean yeah, sort of way, yeah. rather than the bulky sort of way. And I like this one bit where he kind of just casually um, does a backflip across the hotel bedroom. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Because um, just not showing off, just that's how he gets about the place. Oh, that was that was good. So, so Flash in the previous ones has been kind of this big muscular guy. In this one, he was not. <laughs> he was a mathlete, wasn't he? <laughs> he was. He was a, the school bully. He actually competes in the math mathletics. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. We never had that. That would have been good. I'd have enjoyed a bit of mathletics. Or mathletics, as we call it in uh, Britain. Do you really? I didn't know there was an S difference in... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, no, there's no such thing. But uh, we call it maths, because that's what it is. Um, (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Yes? uh, I do think the acting is top-notch in this film. I mean, I I can't... You know, I can't say... Bad things about acting. Uh, Tom Holland's great. Michael Keaton was great as a vulture. What do you think to the vulture as a as a villain? I think he made it, it was a good change. I, I mean, when I think about villains in Spider Man films, he's definitely much better than so many of the others out there. I think okay. he's close to Doc Ock. I think Doc Ock is still my favorite villain. Yeah, yeah he's but the I think best, he vulture is almost there. Yeah, so uh, I thought. It, in many ways, I liked it because he was using all this kind of. This isn't really a spoiler. Like all, all the stuff he was he was using to attack people was was kind of Chitari tech or stuff that had been left behind in previous mm-hmm. Avengers films, as it were, uh, which I thought was a, a nice touch and it kind of made a bit more sense than. So I love Doc Ock, but it kind of really he can just build himself octopus arms out of nothing. That's, he's a scientist, but still that's pretty impressive. Whereas it, it kind of makes sense that this Dan Luck, well not Dan Luck, Dan Luck, Dan Luck guy can piece together this stuff mm. and he works in construction so it fits um, it does he, and he didn't it was nice that he didn't want to destroy the world that was pretty cool yes for, for once and there wasn't like this huge big CGI fest, fight fest at the end no there wasn't was there that was yeah it was I think um, refreshing more, yeah it's a bit more kind of well I was going to say street level which it wasn't because it was up in the, up in the sky but um, is that a spoiler I don't know yeah. He's got wings. Everyone knows that. <laughs> um, the, the only bit I didn't like about him, and again, this isn't a spoiler or anything because it was in the trailer, is that he just suddenly says to Peter Parker, oh, I'm going to kill you and everyone you love. And I thought, was that really? He didn't, he didn't, he, he felt almost kind of reasonable up until that point. Yeah, that sounded very like, uh, yeah. campy, right? Like a typical bad guy monologue. Yeah. And it's like, did you just say everyone you love so that you can, in the trailer we can pan to a. Zendaya and uh, Marissa Tomei. I don't think Zendaya was ever <laughs> Peter Parker's love in any way. I mean, they were like acquaintances, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird because the, the marketing really pushed Zendaya. I mean, she, she was billed above whoever it was who played Liz. Yeah, she's just uh, there to make snide comments <laughs> when Spider-Man yeah. pops by. That's all she does. Cause I, I liked her. I thought she was good, but she, she was in like, yeah, she had like, I don't know, three memorable lines at most. It kind of just, yeah, as you say, wrapping up a scene. I, I would have liked to see more of her I, I I suspect we'd see more of her in the sequel. Uh, I would have liked to see more of her in, in that film. Mm. Um, 
Yeah. Did, did you find it funny? Uh, some parts. I know some people found it extremely hilarious. Yes. I thought the funniest bit was when he was trying to swing around the suburbs and okay. failing. I thought that was right. <laughs> yes. Crazy. Crashing, did he crash into a swimming pool at one point? He crashed into a swimming pool at one point and he tried to find a building to swing onto but he couldn't find any. He had to run oh, through yes, a park. Took, that, was, that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> that was really funny. That was my favourite scene in terms of humour. Yeah, no, I, th- I thought there were some, some funny bits. Uh, the uh, Like you, I didn't find it rip-roaringly funny throughout. Which I, no, I it thought... felt almost a bit samey some of the humour but um, hmm. kind of, Ned always seemed to be there for comic relief and I'm not sure I found Ned that funny. No, I just didn't think it's just that funny. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy was much funnier, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, what I did love, and again, I don't think this is a spoiler, but um, it's kind of the opening scenes where he sees the Civil War shots from kind of from his angle. Mm. He's doing this little vlog. That was uh, that was amusing. Very millennial. Very millennial. Like those youngsters these days. Eh? <laughs> Tell you what. Back when we were swinging around the streets in New York, you didn't have video cameras, did you? No, no. Oh dear. <laughs> uh, one thing I didn't like very much was um, was how much the, the phrase "this this is awesome" or "that's so awesome." It seemed that like so much of the film was just kind of look at this exciting thing and say it's exciting. <laughs> it, it, it felt a bit, you know, the first Harry Potter film, yeah. where everything is like, "Wow, look at that magic! Wow, look, there's a broomstick! <laughs> wow!" It, can do, it felt a little bit like that. It, it, <laughs> either, either him or Ned were just going, "Wow, look at that! Wow, that's amazing!" I appreciate I did it in real life, though. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm just too uh, too cynical. And yeah, well, I appreciate I definitely do that in real life. I say things are cool all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, um, that's, that's the thing. Like, I mean, I the faults in this film, I mean, I'll be very picky to pick them out. I mean, it's a decent film, all in all. I just yeah. can't care for it. Yeah, so, so where would you rank it above the... So would you say... Um, so I think I'd, I'd agree it's off the, off the four superhero films we've had this year. Yeah. I'd probably rank it fourth. Yes. Of the Spider-Man films? Of the Spider-Man films, I'd say definitely below one and two... Definitely above three, and I'd say so. The, the the two amazing Spider-Man films have really got a bad press. I think they're remembered as being really bad these days. I say these days, only a couple of years, but it's kind of looked back as this huge failure. Mm. Whereas I think, fair enough, that there were massive errors with them. So the, kind of all the focus on Peter Parker's parents and oh, that was awful. That was very strange. Uh, yeah, and so weird sight plot. Yeah, but. It, so I'd say this is this is better than them, I think. But if you look at the kind of the, the heart of those being Gwen Stacy and, and uh, Peter Parker, I thought that worked far better than many elements of this. That's true. So, and I liked Electro. Um, yeah, actually. he's okay. I think uh, I think I'll put it almost on par with Spider Man One. Okay, well that's that's not bad, is it? That's not bad. That's the thing. Like it's not bad. It's just <sighs> it's really annoying me because. A small part of me wishes that I'll see Uncle Ben again dying. Okay. <laughs> For some reason, like like I know I've complained about having original stories over and over again, but yeah. it's something weird to catch a superhero in the middle. What I thought was amazing, it was obvious that they they assumed that everyone knew about Uncle Ben, which I I get I don't I'm trying to think what percentage the audience would have known probably a high percentage, but yeah, yeah at one point he says um. Oh, you you know what Aunt May's been through this year, or, or something like that. Mm. And clearly, it's a reference to Uncle Ben dying. But I thought they might explain that a bit more. But no, kind of just assuming everyone knows about it. I, this is I, this is one of these reviews where it's, it's making we, we kind of sounded like we hated it, which I think is is not. No, I think the worst bit about this film, I think, for me to review is that it's just that it's at a point where I don't love it enough or hate it enough. Yeah. to actually be able to give a decent review for it and that's the issue like I'm not Fair passionate enough. either way like if you ask me to talk about the mummy I passionately hate yeah. the mummy yeah. it was Fair. easy to give a review I had points to make if you listen I haven't heard the mummy episode yet <laughs> and, and odds are you haven't um, go and check out it because you know Zijan rants for quite some time. It's very, <laughs> it's very emotional. That's very true. And the opposite is true as well. Like a film that I love, I mean, there's a lot to say about it. There's a lot of good things to say about it. But yeah. the, the, this Spider-Man is just in the middle. Like, I don't know what to say about yeah. 
what what I did enjoy um, is that it. So it, in some ways, it was quite similar to others, but it was kind of a different genre in as much as it was a. I know they kind of picked up the kind of the John Hughes aspect of it, but it's a high school comedy, so kind of a bit like your Ferris Bueller. Who actually, there's, a, there's a clip of Ferris Bueller in the in the film, yeah. um, things like that, as opposed to Iron Man, uh, which is kind of set the template for a lot of these films. So it wasn't as different as Logan, say. Yeah. Um, but I like, I, I really like the fact that the kind of the superhero genre is now thinking, well, let's we can work into other genres. We can make a superhero western. We can make a superhero high school film. And I and yeah, Deadpool. You can make a superhero, uh, X-rated comedy or R-rated comedy. And I, I like that. I, I like to see more of that. It's like make. I've said it before. Make a superhero rom-com. Just straight up superhero. <laughs> but maybe that's the issue, though. Maybe I just don't like this genre. That could be it. Yeah. Could be it. Maybe I'm just too old to be able to relate to teenage angst. Oh, don't say that. We've got a young adult two episode coming up. In a few weeks. <laughs> I know. I know. No. Can't be too old for that. Um. I would have liked to see more of Marissa Tomei. I, I get that she's kind of a background character, so I've, I wasn't really expecting much. But I, I would have liked to see her interact with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Mm, that would be great. I thought the fight scenes could be better edited. Like, some of the oh, aerial okay. fight scenes, I couldn't make head or tail of it. Like, yeah, yeah there, there were bits in the air when I was just didn't know what was happening. I thought it was a little bit messy. Okay, I didn't, I didn't really get that. I thought, it was, I thought that was fine. Not not. not. Groundbreaking necessarily, but uh, but yeah. yeah, again, I don't hate the film. I thought it was a no. decently made film. I thought it was a good a good day out. But yeah, I'd, I'd say I rank it probably above Doctor Strange. Yeah, I uh, would as well. But maybe around kind of same level as Ant Man, I'd say. Yeah, but I had more to say about Doctor Strange than this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm. We can we can keep dragging it out. It's fun. Uh, Should we go to spoilers, or do you have more? To um, say? yeah, just to say, I think. Um, I think it worked well as a film in the MCU franchise better than it worked as a standalone Spider-Man film. I, I think the, the ways in which it tied in, kind of um, tying back to old films, bringing in MCU characters like Iron Man, or, and kind of almost taking up. I, I think that worked my, uh, better than kind of as a as a Spider-Man film myself. Although was there an issue with the timeline? Some was in fact Lee. If if you're listening, Lee, hi Lee. Mm. I know that sometimes you listen. Um, hey Lee. And, I know that I know that you listen because last time I I told our good listeners something that you had told me I didn't credit you and you mentioned it afterwards. Um, so this, this, <laughs> this is this all credit to Lee. Um, he did kind of raise this point of yeah the, the new Avengers facility seemed to be they seemed to move to new Avengers facility but that must have existed in Ant Man which was before Civil War. I think moving day because they're moving from avengers tower to this new facility i think that's a bit misleading i think it must be that they had the facility up and running but they hadn't moved everything there yet okay right? fully fully kitted it out or something i thought they just made a huge mistake <laughs> no it, it was was it has it been it was if not it was eight years since uh the first avengers. oh right that that was confusing i was because no the first Avengers was 2012, I think. Yeah, that's the thing. That that confused me a lot because um, this film was set eight years afterwards. Yeah. Specifically because it was set af- yeah, after the Ch- Chitauri invasion and then yeah, yeah. eight years later. So that confused me so much. I was like, there's something wrong with that timeline. Yeah, so I don't know whether that was set earlier than we thought or this is set later than we thought or, or someone just messed up. <sighs> Who knows? It's confusing. Shall we move to spoilers? Yes! Spoilers 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 spoilers, 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 spoilers. There you go. So, um, whilst, whilst we're talking about things we didn't like, the suit, I thought that went way over the top. Before the gadgets. So, yeah, so, if you haven't seen it, well, what are you doing here? But, um, yeah, he gets given a new suit, which is the one we saw in Civil War. Then he kind of um, manages to hack into it to kind of uh, open up all the functionality that wasn't there before, or that he wasn't allowed access to before. And yeah, there's just so like so many different types of web, and he's got <laughs> he's got the kind of equivalent of Jarvis telling him what to do and calculating what he should be doing. And yeah, it was got like kill mode for goodness sake. It was like Iron Man in a spider suit. It wasn't. It was just an Iron Man suit, wasn't it? Mm, it was, nice. So um, well, I listened listen to someone else. You reckon that yeah, they might be that the whole point was that it was overload, and they'll kind of reel it back in for the next one, which could be true. I mean, MCU. Like any franchise, isn't isn't known for going smaller. Um, no, but I agree. It, was, it just felt very 
I don't know what the word for it is. It's, it's just it's too much. Yeah, I think because the whole parts of the Spider-Man kind of is just him struggling by himself and trying to figure it all yeah, out. And with no we help, we did get. We did get. Yeah, we got plenty of that. Even because even with some help, he, you could see that he wasn't really um, quite on board. But I thought like, it went too far to basically give him a suit that could do everything for him, <laughs> more or less. Did you recognise the voice of of the suit? Uh, no. Well, I, I didn't at the time, but um, it's Jennifer Connolly. Oh, really? Um, the the original cool. Betty... Be- What's her name? Betty Ross. Betty Ross, yes. Yeah, yeah. And also the wife of uh, Paul Bettany. Uh, ah. Who plays Jarvis. So I thought that was pretty, that was pretty cool. I do recognise that because like, she hasn't been in many films for a while now, has she? No, I can't, no, I can't think what uh, the last thing I'd have seen her in, actually. No, she's not been around for a bit. But I've always thought she was good. She didn't have much to do here, did she? No, that's the thing. I think... Okay, so my favourite scene... Oh, yeah? ...in Spider-Man is when he was struggling to get out from the building. Okay. When he was, you know, he was screaming for someone to help him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was great because, you know, finally there was some emotional impact, you know. he was You finally realised he was just a kid, you know, trying hmm. to do something big. It felt, it felt more real in that, that scene, and because like everything else, it seems like I've seen it already in the trailers. Yeah, how many trailers did you watch? I I stopped watching them with a quite with a, a bit, yeah. quite a lot. Like oh, the the scene with the ferry. Yeah, I thought that was going to be quite early in the film, but yeah. it came on quite late, very late although, actually. Although so I so I've I've not watched trailers for a couple of months leading up, but um. I thought it was pretty cool because I'd, I'd seen the trailers with the ship being cut in half. Yeah, I hadn't. I thought it was a nice twist that basically he cut it in half by mistake. I was kind of thinking it would be the vulture as a dastardly plan or something, but basically it's just the, the vulture's cutting tool um, got out of hand, which I thought was a nice twist because it, it kind of makes sense why uh, Tony Stark is so angry with him afterwards because he kind of almost basically did it himself. See that was one bit I liked with the suit with the uh, it was like congratulations you're you were ninety eight percent successful <laughs> that, was, that was pretty fun um, so okay yeah the, trying to the, the trying to get out a bit I will, it was fine yeah was, it was quite an iconic Spider Man scene though in the comics um, what was it yeah but it's not in this context but there was a there is a scene where you see Spider Man trying to lift himself out of a flooding gate okay. uh, and. He's struggling so hard with all his might, and um, I think in that context, he was trying to go back and save Aunt May. Um, of course. Obviously, it's a different yeah. thing in case in this uh, scenario in this film, but it's a very iconic scene, and, uh, and I, I liked it. So, okay, I guess that is where he was emphasizing that he is a kind of a teenage, teenage kid trying to figure things out. So, mm. you kind of you got that party that he's going to go to, and his, his mate tells him everyone that he's friends with Spider Man. So, yeah, it was quite funny him trying to juggle that. Mm. Um, what do you think about the uh, the old Washington Monument scene? <laughs> Nothing. No, for... <laughs> Nothing. Like, like it's okay, I guess. But yeah, I, I just don't. I... He spent a long time climbing the monument. <laughs> it's a big old, it's a big old monument. <laughs> yeah, I, I I thought it worked pretty well, but it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't one of the greats, was it? It wasn't. No. I I always go back to the um the train fight in Spider Man Two as as one of the the great uh, set pieces. So there's nothing in this that lives up to that for me. The, the, I guess this is one of the things. If if I cared more about him and Liz Allen, maybe then I might have enjoyed that scene more. Yeah, the 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 thing is as well. Like with fight scenes, um, nowadays they are they are dime a dozen. You you see them yeah, everywhere yeah, in enough. all yeah. superhero films. You need them to stand out, you know. And so in Guardians of the Galaxy two, you basically don't see any fight scenes because they're just making jokes the whole time. For example, yeah, yeah. Uh, in Logan, it's just visceral and bloody and. Mm. It's just very raw. Yeah. In in Wonder Woman, for example, I mean the the final fight scene was, um, okay, it's quite generic at some points, but yeah. the, the scene where she, you know, um, goes Clearing into the sky, room, yes. yeah, yeah, gets the lightning. That's that that makes her fight scene stand out. And like Doctor Strange, you have the reverse time thing that makes it stand out. And the thing is that in in this Spider Man Homecoming, the monument scene is a good example of nothing that stands out. It's it's, yeah, it's been done obviously, before many times. There's obviously the things that so when, when they did throw things in, like the uh, little drone coming out of his chest. Mm. Again, I thought that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
But I, I did. So I appreciated the fact that at the end of the film, when it kind of Iron Man was saying, or Tony Stark was saying, to him, do you want to come out and meet the world press and all this? And he's like, no, I should just yeah. fancy staying a bit at street level. I think that's probably a good call. It works um, for his character as well. Yeah. I've got to say, his appearance in, in Civil War was better than this entire film, I think. I loved his stuff in, in Civil War. Right. Kind of a good counterpoint. So maybe um, if you do, we, well, I'm sure we'll see him in Infinity uh, Infinity War. Yeah. Hopefully, so uh, yeah. maybe he'll play off well as a kind of a, a minor character, or lesser character in that, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so there are a couple of, um, couple of twists. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, was that uh, Michael Keaton, the vulture, was Liz's father. Did you see that coming? I uh, I did not see that coming <laughs> at all. Partly, so, okay, she's she's not the same race as him, but fine, they explain that. He's got, a, he has a, has a black wife. Yeah, that's okay. Even given that, there's no way he's her father. They look <laughs> absolutely nothing like each other. What? What is this, Colin? What is this? <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm not saying, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, Facially, what are you saying, Colin? What I'm saying is that... Phrase it, you, phrase your next words properly. What I'm saying is, the, uh, when you see someone's parents, they tend to look quite like the person, right? We're all on board with this. Really? You can tell when someone's related, surely. You look a lot like your parents. I look a lot like my father, particularly. Uh, what about you and your mum, then? So if you look like your father, are there like, a lot of similarities? Um, we both wear glasses. That's, that's so, the, yeah, Exactly. <laughs> I just don't think that... Okay, it stretched credulity slightly for me. I, what can I say? I think, uh, yeah. But I thought it was good to see Michael Keaton's face change on the drive to to the prom, to homecoming. Yeah, and he kind of figured it all out. Yeah, where he just getting... Yeah, he his face just turns darker and darker. That's quite cool. And plus the uh, the added complication of him, him taking the girl to the prom. So it's a... It's a nerve-wracking experience anyway. <laughs> but even more so if the guy driving the car wants to kill you yep. and everyone you love. You don't have prompts in this country, do you? Well, we kind of do now. Well, it's not as big as the US, I guess. Not yet. No promposals? I mean, it's a, to be honest, it's a long time since I was in school, Zero. Proms <laughs> might be huge these days. I've got no idea. <laughs> 13 years since I was in sixth form. So. Wow, we are so old. We are so old. No wonder we can't relate to this film. Um, so that was one twist. It was fine, I guess. If yeah, you, yeah, yeah. It, it worked okay. Yeah. Um, although I thought I thought uh, Peter Parker didn't didn't handle it very well. But I guess that's the point. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if you find out about that, I mean, he's still a kid. He's, he is. He's still a kid. Twenty-one year old kid. Yeah. If Andrew uh, Garfield can't figure himself out, then I'll have an issue with that. Yeah. No. Fair um, the second big twist. Zendaya, Michelle, is in fact called MJ. What do you think? Uh, so I know that she and Mary Jane Watson are not supposed to be the same character. Because they've got different names. Yeah. They've got different names, for example, <laughs> yeah. And she's not a redhead. Which I, I, you may recall months ago, me getting quite... Yeah, but she's not Mary Jane. So yeah, I, think if, if, I, I, I don't care what race she is, but if she hasn't got red hair, that's an issue. <laughs> yeah, um, so... She, well, I mean, she's not Mary Jane, but she is Mary Jane, isn't she? I mean, she's MJ. She's going to be Peter Parker's girlfriend in the next one, surely. That's what they've got there for. Yeah, I think that's that's the plan for her being there. So, uh, oh yes, I would like to see more of her in the in the film. But the she seems so unlike the character of MJ, kind of who's this kind of really vivacious, outgoing, popular girl, and then there's this kind of quiet one who says she hasn't got any friends and whatever. Yeah, very different. So did you see it coming? Uh, no, the... not at all. I, I I didn't see any of the twists coming at all. Yeah, it's one of the things that's really annoying because I, I didn't watch this video but on YouTube. There's a video saying Zendaya explains who her character really is or something. It's like, oh great. Well, how many how many options have I got? It's definitely MJ. <laughs> it's, it's not going to suddenly say, oh, I am Uncle Ben. I just, it was. A... <laughs> that would be a make a great film. That would be that would be a twist and a half. Yeah, Peter, yeah. I'm your uncle. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I'm on board. I know some people hated that, but it reminded me a bit of um, and this again, the Weekly Planet podcast said the same thing. But it reminded me a bit of the end of the Dark Knight Rises, where you find out that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character is called Robin. 
kind of on the, on the one hand it doesn't make a lot of sense for the character but on the yeah. other hand I think it's pretty cool yeah, so I'm, think... on, I'm on board they can change the films no matter however they want to fit their universe well, I mean and then the comics will just change alongside yeah, they probably yeah, that, that's how it works um, so yeah it bodes well for the sequel I guess if we're going to get a bit more of that and if they're going to reel in the costume a bit mm. uh, of, of the third twist I didn't oh, there was a is that that twist well sort of when uh, Pepper Potts turned up at the end ah. I, was, I was not expecting that at all that, that took me by surprise well there's so there are quite a few cameos right well we saw a lot of Happy and there was um, Mr. Chris Evans yes saw him a few times <laughs> oh my god do you wait till the end I did. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, was, that was very funny. <laughs> that was very funny. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I like seeing Pepper Potts back again. I, I, I really thought Gwyneth Paltrow was completely done with this franchise. I thought she'd done a Natalie Portman and, and got out of it. But, um, well, yeah. if you're paid lots of money, I don't think her lifestyle business is doing very well. No. <laughs> I, I can't remember the last film I saw her in. Mm. So uh, she can't be uh, doing too many. But uh, yeah, it's nice. I, I do think it's funny talking about romantic subplots. Tony Stark and Pepperpots got together off screen before Avengers. They got they broke up off screen before Civil War, and now they've got back together off screen before this one. So um, all sorts of exciting stuff going on. I'm I'm okay with that though. I don't need to see the romance play out. You just need to yeah, like, mention it. It's just yeah, I guess it's a bit weird because it played such a big part in uh, in the first couple of films, and then just kind of a just more I think the right. There were a few Easter eggs in oh, uh, yeah? Spider Man. Uh, so you know Donald Glover? I do. Yeah, he played a very small character. I thought I was expecting expecting a much larger character from him, but he plays plays a character called Aaron Davis. Yes. Who is the uncle of Miles Morales, which I is the that. ultimate yeah. version of Spider Man. So uh, it looks like we could be getting uh, two Spider Mans. Yeah. Yeah, two Spider Man. That looks exciting. Yeah, and he mentioned his nephew as well. Um, in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the first Easter egg. The second Easter egg, um, so you know in the first post credit scene in the prison. Yes. She's yeah. Scorpion. Yeah, that's the Scorpion. Mac Gargan. I could tell that because he had a Scorpion tattoo. Oh, what's that? I didn't notice that. Yeah. I never, I've never heard of the Scorpion, but he had a Scorpion tattoo, so I, like, I bet there's someone called the Scorpion. <laughs> yeah, they're all animal related um, yeah, enemies in Spider Man. Yeah, and that that's so. There That's could cool. be the Scorpion and there could be a Sinister Six. Well, it's, st- it's still in the books, isn't it? Mm. Sony is still supposed to be doing one, I think. But both Voucher and Scorpion have been members of the Sinister Six before. Okay. I reckon Michael Keaton would come back if you had to. I think, I think Michael Keaton was great. I mean... Yeah. So there you go. Um, I, I'd still say people should go and watch it. I just think lower your expectations a bit. Yeah, that, um, that would make you enjoy the film much more. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of those things that if everyone had said it was terrible, I'd be coming out saying, actually, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, we managed to drag that out for a bit. Um, <laughs> we have, haven't we? <laughs> you, you we're, going can, to spoke, uh, we're going to speak more Spider-Man as well next yeah, time around. So, uh, so next time we're doing something a bit different, um, not done this before, is, is talking about an old set of films. So we're talking about the, the Spider-Man trilogy, the first one with Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst. One of your favourite trilogies, Colin. It is definitely up there. Definitely up there. So I'm looking forward to that. Because of Kirsten Dunst. And she is a, a part of that reason. Uh, it's <laughs> it's impossible to deny. Um, let's move on to Actor Factor, our segment where we go through the films of an actor. This time it's Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. Do you want to lead us off? Uh, yeah, she's been in a lot of series. Well, she was in the Harry Potter series. She's been in a lot of series. I, I don't think that's true. No, that's not true. <laughs> I had to look back at my list. I was like, no, no, that's definitely not true whatsoever. <laughs> um she so I think I first yeah I'm pretty sure I first saw her in the Harry Potter series, okay. as Professor Trelawney. Mm. Yeah, the weird, uh, what's the name of that o- subject? Oculumency, Oculumans- is that her? Oh my goodness! No, no, no! Oh, I'm such a big Harry Potter fan as well. I can't remember her subject. D- divination. Yes, divination. Dang it! There you go. Oh yeah, the divination teacher, the very quirky one with big glasses. She does that. Yeah, that's our main character point. Is the big glasses. The big glasses. Yeah. I mean, in Harry Potter, we have a cast of characters that large. You don't really notice her. She's yeah, she's decent. Like with yeah, she, she was in three, five, and eight, isn't she? Yeah. So, so I think she, not. She does she even have a line in eight. Maybe. She, maybe. Yeah. I think the next thing I saw her in, which is a series, is a Nanny McPhee series. Oh yes, yeah, and I love Nanny McPhee, especially the first one. 
Okay. Yeah, I've never it, seen them. It's like Mary Poppins gone evil ish. No, if if Mary Poppins wasn't doesn't like, you know, songs. Okay. Um, and dancing penguins. Have you ever tried pitching a movie in Hollywood? <laughs> no. Imagine Mary Poppins if she didn't like songs. Yeah, and you know she doesn't like dancing penguins. Colin Firth's in it, isn't he? Colin Firth's in it. Yeah, and it's a good yeah. cast. Um, and it's a it's a great light-hearted family film. And okay, that's what it is. She plays Danny McPhee. <laughs> so she does. Is that your favourite? Uh, not yet, but no. you can go on. I can't jump in. Um, so, I've seen uh, 17 of her films. Wow, um, that's insane. But uh, one of my favourites is, is the, the earliest one of hers that I've seen, which is uh, Sense and Sensibility. Uh, Jane Austen adaptation, which she wrote, and I think she got the Oscar for writing, actually. But is she? Um, wow. Yeah, she's a very talented one, uh, is Emma Thompson. But yeah, she, she plays uh, Eleanor Dashwood, but she, uh, she was... Kind of, she was really at least five years, probably ten years too old to play the part, really. But she plays it so well. It's it's a great cast. It's got uh, Hugh Grant, Alan Rickman, uh, young Kate Winslet, um, obviously uh, Emma Emma Thompson, and and much much more. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's. I think it's directed by Ang Lee, which I always think Ang Lee does such a, a crazy right. range of films. Yeah. Like n- no two films he's made are even slightly similar. It seems. Yeah. Um, think like yeah, Life of Pi, Hulk, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, Sense Sensibility. Do you think this guy doesn't doesn't have a theme? It's a good repertoire, though. I mean, it, yeah, he's done some great stuff. Yeah, yeah. What's funny is when he directed it, he, his English wasn't very good. Okay. Um, and so he just he said the way he was directing seemed really really harsh. So he just says stuff like, again, less dull. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, I can see that. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's a really. I, I'd say it's not quite up there with BBC's Prime Prejudice, but um, it's it's still a really really great adaptation. So uh, that could be my favourite on this list. And it's like Jane Austen's two hundred year anniversary, isn't it this year? Is that right? Something like that. I know there are a lot maybe, of Jane but, Austen news coming out in on on my news yeah, feed recently. That, that seems maybe it's two hundredth anniversary of her death or something. Um, but yeah, I think it's probably more than two hundred since she was born. Hmm. Uh, well happy birthday possibly Jane Austen um, I saw a film recently um, Primary Colours which is it, it kind of it's interesting but it's um, it's based on a Roman Acclay uh, oh, based on a what? what's my attempt at French Roman Acclay Roman Acclay basically it's, it's a novelization of, of fact but with all the names changed um, so it's really a, it's the story of Bill Clinton uh, and, um, coming to power but they've changed the names, I guess, to avoid being sued. Um, okay, why why would they need to do that? Like, because they're pretty critical, and they seem to imply him in someone's suicide. Um, <laughs> what? So, um, yeah, she she plays basically the Hillary character, and in, and the film is John Travolta as the Bill character, and they really are just doing straight up impressions of those people, so they're not trying to hide it at all. Um, wow. But, uh, yeah, I'd say it's it's a very interesting kind of political film. It's quite morbid in some ways, but it's, it's seen through the eyes of um, character played by Adrian Lester, who's kind of new into the team, and you see kind of get him discovering the kind of the, the dark, seedy underbelly of the Clinton campaign. But it makes interesting viewing these days. Um, she's done loads of less harrowing stuff. I enjoyed yes. Bridget Jones's Baby, which I saw fairly recently. <laughs> it seemed to be a bit of a written, which I think she wrote as well. So. Um, she has return, uh, return to form for the Bridget Jones uh, franchise. She has a large repertoire. Um, yeah, I'd say definitely the worst film I've seen her in is a film called A Walk in the Woods, um, which is again based on a book, based on a book by uh, uh, what's the name, the, the American guy who wrote Notes from a Smart Bill Bryson. Um, so he and his friend walked along, I think, the Appalachian Trail, uh, and he wrote a book about it. And this this adaptation. Starring Robert Redford and Nick Nolte is terrible. Um, <laughs> basically, I don't know whether how it's just how Nick Nolte sounds these days, or whether he was doing a voice or something. But his voice was so unpleasant to hear, it's just so grating that I couldn't wait to leave. There you go. She plays Bill Bryson's wife, if I remember rightly. Oh wow! Doesn't have much, doesn't have much to do, but uh, also I think yeah, Robert Redford is about like twenty years older than Bill Bryson uh, at the time of the film, which makes it a bit odd. Hmm. 
I think the other films remaining on my list are mostly Disney related. So oh, she, yeah. she was she was voicing Mrs. Potts in Beauty and the Beast, which we've covered already. Um, she was in Brave as well. Oh really? Yeah, mm-hmm. she voiced the mum of Merida, and she was in Saving Mr. Banks. Yes, yeah, she that was alright. Yeah, that's, she that's... played P.L. Travers, who wrote Mary Poppins. Which is Nanny McPhee, but with songs. That's Which a... is Nanny McPhee mm. with songs and a talking umbrella. Yeah. Yeah, that, was, that wasn't a bad film, was it? That uh, was a bad I, I, film, but they kind of spoiled the entire film from the trailers. Yeah. They, it was a slightly odd one, because um, it was made by Disney, but was trying to be a bit critical of Disney. So I, I think if it had been made by someone else, they would have been a lot more critical. Because she hated the she, Mary Poppins film. Mary, she hated the Mary Poppins film. And yeah. from, from this Saving Mr. Banks, you you can't tell because she seemed to enjoy it at the end. She was smiling at the film. Yeah, you kind of get her saying that she's like kind of being really grumpy and stuff at the end. She's kind of, oh, no, yeah, yeah. I'm fine. Whereas not... I think in reality, she's like, this is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, they had to Disneyfy it, right? They did. Do you have a least favourite of, uh, of her uh, films? Probably Stranger Than Fiction. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's... it. I know I've seen it, but yeah. there, 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 there isn't much anything about it to leave much of an impact. I think it's an interesting idea. So it's, she's writing the story and it's coming true. a person who was living, yeah, living yeah. there. But it's, it's not a new idea. It's been done several times. There's a film called um, Ruby Spark, which I think does it a bit better. Mm. Uh, although even that's not fantastic. But, um, my brother would like me to mention at this point, I think, the uh, the book Miss Hargraves, which is one of his favourite books, uh, which basically has the same concept. I didn't think it was that great. <laughs> hey Simon, <Sorry>. we like <laughs> here. Here we go. This thing, what you like again? You see, because you, 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 if you've made it through the Spider-Man review, which I'm pretty sure you'll have skipped, <laughs> there's a there's a book review for you. Shall I just say Virginia Woolf? Virginia Woolf, what a what a what an author. Okay. Um, anyway, good. I think Emma Thompson is a great actress. So she knows, and she's a great writer. So just superbly talented. Cheers. Well done, her. Uh, next time, Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> okay, yeah. There you go. Um, oh, snakes on the planes. Yes, we've already talked about quite a lot of his films today. Actually, thinking about it, mm. with the Incredibles and uh, and all the Avengers ones. But we we usually skip the Avengers films when we're yes, talking we do. about uh, Avengers, don't we? So um, there we go. Uh, we have just time for our quiz. I take a four-three lead for the year into this quiz. Yep. This could be your chance to pull levels, Ejan. Uh, this is quite tough. I didn't realise there were so many <laughs> playing out the Apes films. <laughs> yeah, so we didn't plan to the Apes. There were, what, eight films or something? It's like insane. It's insane. The first part, the first, there was five original films. Yeah. This is why I questioned last this time, whether you really wanted to do them all. I didn't but know there were so there? many. I thought <laughs> it was just one where he saw the, 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 the Statue of Liberty thing. Yeah, no, they kept making sequels of that. Oh, God. Yeah, go on, go on. Uh, well, hit me. You go first. Okay, so question one. What is the name of the orangutan scientist who acts as the main antagonist of the original Planet of the Apes? Um, oh, there's a whole bunch of orangutans. Is it uh, Dr. Zaius? Yeah, that's correct. Excellent. I was banking on that because my question is, uh, who played Dr. Zaius in the 2001 remake of the Planet of the Apes? Oh, someone played Dr. Zaius? Oh, the 2001 remake, that's the Tim Burton one, right? That's right. No, no. Uh, I know Mark Wahlberg is in it, but he was the main character. Uh, Michael Caine. Uh, no, it was Charlton Heston. Oh! Yeah. Yeah. Back. So that was a nice touch. I've not seen that film, but I've seen clips of him in it. That is a nice touch. Hmm. Uh, question two. Uh, what monument was seen by Leo Davidson when he crashed back to Earth in the final scenes of Tim Burton's remake? Uh, he saw the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah. But with a, an ape head instead. That is correct. Two. In an ending, which I think is pretty cool, but everyone seems to hate. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't see the film, so... Can't no, I've not seen the film, but I've seen that clip as well. Um, okay, your question two. It's a year question. I know you love those. Oh, um, this is going to add like a 5-0 five five <laughs> quiz, isn't it? Uh, between 1968 and 1973, which is the only year that didn't see a Planet of the Apes film. What? There you go. I've given you a one in six chance. What? <laughs> Why? 1972. <laughs> 1969. That was, that was fun. Um, How's that fun? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Question three. In Rise of the Planet of the Apes, the viral drug that increased the intelligence of the apes was initially introduced as a potential cure for what disease? Uh, 
uh, Alzheimer's. That's right. Three nothing. Yeah, uh, I need to get this to actually draw a level. Yes, you do. Uh, in question three, what were the first words spoken by a human to an ape in the first film? The first words. Yep. This is not the take your stinging paws off me, right? You damn dirty. It ape. is. Very good. Take your stinging paws off me, you damn dirty ape. Good work. So I could almost draw level now. Just don't get this, Colin. You can draw level, as long as I mess up. (laughs) Question four. What kind of ape is Koba, the traitor in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? I have no idea. Um, (laughs) I did read this, though. Uh, uh, The only word I can think of is um, a type of tree, which is bearbap. Is it, oh, bonobo? Yeah, that's correct. Dang it. Oh, yes. Glorious oh. victory. Uh, but you've got this one. In the 2011 reboot, the drug ALZ113 is used to cure what disease? Alzheimer's. Or designed to cure what disease? Alzheimer's. Correct. Good work. And question five from me. Starting from two, the 2001 remake till Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, there's always been an actor in each film who has also starred in the Harry Potter franchise. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't know what the question is yet, but I enjoyed that part. Um, yeah. Um, you always know them all, do you? Yeah. You're already leading, so I thought in the first question was you name one of them, but you're in the lead, so you must have named okay. all three of them. Um, Helena Bonham Carter. Yes. Tom Felton. Yes. Gary Oldman. Yeah, that's correct. Oh. Uh, five from five. I've only seen, I've seen two of these ones. Um, what is the name of Caesar's wife in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes? Uh, no, I don't know this. No, it's uh, Cornelia. There you go. Yeah, such a bad showing for me. Yeah, I didn't know um, there were like five films. <laughs> oh, wow. There you go. A glorious victory for me. Put me 5 3 up for <sighs> the year. So annoying. Uh, and next time, we are quizzing on the films of Richard Curtis. Uh, not just the ones he's directed, but the ones he's written, the ones he's produced. Are there many? Um, I've not gone through the fullest, but things like Love Actually, Notting Hill, About Time, uh, I think Bridget Jones. So. Uh, well, mostly romantic comedies, I'll be honest. Yep. Yeah, that'll be good. It'll be a change. It will. Yeah. There we go. That's we, We've already told you we're going to do a Spider-Man trilogy next time, and so we are done. See you next time. Bye.